0: Like many of you, we've had a depression during life's ups and downs.
1: Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face.
0: Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music,
1: interview bands,
0: break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast
1: with Blake Mosley
0: and James Cox.
1: And now the When words fell. Music speaks interview
0: composer, teacher, narrator slash voice actor, YouTube creator, actor and music media consultant and he's from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, how are you doing today, Nick?
1: I am very well. Thanks for having right. me on the show, James. Man you, so, uh, that, that's
0: a lot of stuff that I just said. It is a
1: lot of stuff, absolutely, and actually just to, to, to clear up, I still actually play all those instruments, but my main, as you can probably see behind me, is guitar. Right. I really, I found guitar when I was 12, and it was like, all right, that's it, that's my main thing, and uh, I still dabble in other instruments, and of course, mm-hmm. you know, composing and working from my home studio, you kind of have to have your hand in a, in a bunch of different instruments. right. But guitar is the thing for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, how are you doing today?
0: I'm I'm doing great. I got off today from work. I work at Outback Steakhouse, I'm a host. But I, nice. didn't, I but yeah, but the thing is I didn't ask for the today off. I asked for oh, a okay. week off. So here's to me and uh yeah, we're just chanting about music. So um, I really do like your your like your YouTube channel and your TikTok channel. Yep. Uh on your TikTok um yeah, I you asked us or your 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 viewership who is the most overrated guitarist? Yeah. And I thought about it and I'm like, I don't know. Okay, so I have two ideas that I want to run across to you and you can tell me if that's Sure, are. yeah. Um one is uh Kirk Hammett. Okay. From because because of, of the Wah was, you because know, I did see yep. live in here in Columbia. And then the uh the the the, the most noted, the most uh Answered. You got off that, that TikTok video was invade Moustine. It seemed to be, yeah, quite a lot yeah, of hate hatred yeah. out
1: there for Ingve. <laughs> which, which I
0: don't know why, because I hear he's such a good guy. Because, but when, when I talked to Rip Owens, he said he was like the best guy to him. I don't know, you know, but but I yeah,
1: guess,
0: I guess guitarists can come off as like assholes sometimes, you know. I
1: think so. I you know I I I met Ingve years and years and nice. years ago yeah. at a at a at a small show. Um. I don't know if it was in Detroit or if it was just outside of Detroit. It doesn't really matter. But Detroit area and uh, the attendance was pretty low because it was kind of during that lull in his career Mm -hmm. uh, in the late early the late 90s, kind of early 2000s. And uh, he ended up actually after the show, just kind of coming to the bar to hang out with everybody Um, and the, the, the folks that that stuck around. And uh, I remember chatting with him, and not a long time, but he was really amicable. He was super nice to everybody that hung out, yeah. shook hands with everybody, um, talked to us, signed whatever we wanted to sign. And, and I remember him being a really cool guy. But the the persona that I think that he puts across a lot is that of the kind of the really cocky rock star. Right. And I I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think that's kind of just the packaging you know because every especially now right every artist has to have like a certain look a certain attitude a certain hairstyle a certain dress and it's all part of the branding like you have to look the same and be the same and be that one thing all the time and i think maybe that that part of that persona has just perpetrated and it's just that's what people think of him. but yeah it's funny you mentioned about that tiktok because i um social media is a weird place man it is it totally and it is you know, if you ever want to get anything, this is, you know, I, I don't know if you've got a lot of uh, necessarily demographics on your listeners, but if you've got listeners that are listening to this podcast that are musicians themselves, so if they are, you know, guitar players or piano players, vinyl, vinylists, violinists, doesn't matter, whatever kind of music that they make and they're looking to make more yeah. social media content, I can tell you the one thing that I've found, the the one of the avenues to get your videos to go more viral, to reach more people, to spread your message, to get your face in front of as many people as possible is That's hard. getting the audience That's really hard involved. Yeah. Yeah. Ask them a question or ask their opinion because nobody loves to talk about anything as much as they like to talk about themselves. Yes, As I'm being a guest on a podcast. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But if you can ask them a question and get them involved, awesome, you're going to do even better. But then the thing that will kick it up is talk about something that's divisive or something that is controversial because everybody has an opinion and they really want to make it heard right right Right. we're talking music you know and I have I'm Canadian so I have no skin in the race but if you look at the way Trump does his social media and does his press conferences he's always some saying something inflammatory yeah right to somebody (laughs)
0: Right, and his message goes crazy so that's
1: kind of you know that's where that kind of thing comes from because I don't really feel one way or another you know the one thing I've been playing guitar 30 years and you know the one thing that I've learned is anytime you point a finger at somebody you got three more pointing right back at yourself (laughs) yeah right Right. and I I don't think that there's any point in in competing or trying to say oh so and so is bad or so and so is good or whatever it's all just opinion right right and and my opinion is probably different than yours. It's going to be different than Joe or Sarah or Samantha or Amanda, mm-hmm. and and it's all valid because we're all just humans. We all have ears, and we know what we like, and we know what we don't, and that's cool. Right. Another but thing there that you go.
0: another thing that I, I would bring up is the, uh I am there's a time and place for everything, right? And I oh, know, totally. And I know that guitarists or 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 musicians get the most uh bombarded with with problems you know because you're, you're a torn you're tired at night time you know and totally. nothing so I, think, so I think it's mainly a time and place where they met him you know and, yeah and they and I and I guess it comes out like an be you know to them because yes it would, it would be like one o'clock at night time when he's done done playing it, it, anything, absolutely yeah you know. so so I could see both sides of the of the coin but I'm sure he's not like he's not like that too. like everybody you know when, when he's in a good mood he just doesn't see yeah. like that bad to produce you know yeah
1: absolutely I think I think same yeah exactly right everybody there's always a time and a place and everybody you know I think for most the most part most people if they've ever interacted with me will tell you I'm a pretty nice guy yeah. and uh, you know I'll give you the shirt off my back if you ask and I'll do as much as I can for you if, if you need help or if there's right. anything that I can do to you know help someone along like we usually do it but, uh, you know, there's lots of people that will tell you, oh, that Nick guy, he's a jerk, you know, because of <laughs> blah, 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 uh, blah. It's like, you know, I yeah. don't know, whatever. Maybe I was having a bad day and I said yeah. something the wrong way. You know, but, I didn't take yeah. a moment to really think about, yeah. about how it would really resonate with that other person. You know, we all make mistakes anyway.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I said, it's time and place, you know, for everything. But um, yeah, what are your other videos with uh, what is your gu- music guilty pleasures and why is it yeah. Nickelback? <laughs> I yeah, I love Nickelback, because, man. Yeah, because Nickelback is great, but but I heard her new song and I didn't really take to it, you know, that much, you know. Fair enough. I mean, it's not Fair like because it doesn't. It, well, to me, it doesn't have that 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 nasty rock and roll sound, you know, like like uh, okay, like their other songs. But I don't know that that that's just me, you know. But yeah, so, totally. Yeah, my guilty pres- pressure would be the. I think would be I guess the the runner up from, from from Nickelback and that's Creed. I love some Creed. Oh, okay. Creed, yeah. just went to Creed and uh, Backstreet Boys, to be honest, to be fully honest. With you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Nothing yeah. wrong with that. No. But, yeah. Well, but, uh, and that,
1: you know, that's one of those things where it's I, I I think even the term guilty pleasure is a little silly because, again, it implies that one band is better than another or right. something. You shouldn't like it because other people don't or whatever. Um, but, you know, again, the longer I play music, the longer I've been around, the more and more I really believe it's just like, it's all about the song every band even the beatles which is you know wildly beatles regarded band. as one of the best bands ever yes, right yes even they got some real stinkers man yeah, yeah they right did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but good music is good music and yeah. and if it if it makes you feel something i think that it's done its job
0: okay okay so now yeah. that we got that i'm gonna do do which which one which one or would you like better or 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 the same? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um. Well, I got two. I got two two. Um. Okay. Well, three. <laughs> I got uh, Deftones versus Incubus. Now, mm. now I do that because they're 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 the same, but not really. They're they're more the same than anybody I can think of.
1: Sure. So, like, in terms of like what I which one I would prefer? Yes. I'd probably listen to Deftones.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Tones, man. The White Pony, man. That's yeah. my album, like forever and a day. I love. Yeah, I mean bought the deluxe, the the, the 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 deluxe vinyl. I love them so much. Oh, know? nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. They just put that out like uh, a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Or last I year? I think it you know was last it? year. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. COVID, man. Like the past couple years, everything seems like yesterday but, slash today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but Incubus has some bangers though. You know, I mean, don't yes, get, don't yeah, me. absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
1: that first single when they first broke out, like, what the heck is the name of it now? Is um, it like, Pardon Me? You know? In the Sand, something. Anyway, oh, um, yeah, that, for, that first song. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was very, it was a different time. It was the 90s, right? People were still experimenting yes. with rock, hard rock, metal, DJ turntables, um, production equipment to like make sound effects and interesting things into the music. And it was so new, I think you know it really got them up and over that edge, and it made everybody just kind of listen and go, "Wow, that's that's cool!" Like that's that's, and you know, again, they they influence every band that reaches that level. Like, let's not beat around the bush, right? Right. If you sell a million records, or two million, or whatever, even five hundred thousand records, you're reaching the level of influence in terms of fans listening to your, your music. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of people that are gonna be influenced by that thing that you've created, mm, exactly. which is un- still unbelievable to me. I mean, you know. Right, right. So,
0: uh, so we got Elvis, the king of, of uh, rock and roll.
1: King of rock and roll. And yeah.
0: the Beatles, like you mentioned. Which one do you, would you prefer?
1: Oh, man. I know, right? <laughs> that That is important. Th- okay, so <laughs> let me just say. I, I have to do that to you, man. <laughs> they're two completely different genres of music and two completely different i feel like for me it's like two completely different like time and place kind of things um in terms of like moods you know what i mean okay. like sometimes like if i'm if i'm in like a really like aggressive mood and i really like i'm like i'm going to the gym right i'm probably going to listen to some um you know, some disturbed or some Metallica or some mm. even ACDC or something. But if I'm like chilled out at home with my wife and we're relaxing and having some dinner, I'll probably put on some jazz. Yes. Right. Yes. So to me, the Beatles and the, and, and Elvis are kind of, I'm just stalling basically. I don't want to have to choose, <laughs> um, but uh, like, you know, you're good. You know, if you notice on my wall, I got a, I got a big old classic. Like this is a 1950s Gretsch. Yeah. Right. And uh, I love classic rock music, like cl- classic rock and roll. Rockabilly specifically, which is where Elvis got his start, right? You remember uh, oh, yeah. Sun Records yeah. with th- all those first. I don't know however many did 11, 12, 13 hits, 14 hits that he re- recorded with with Sun Records with the original trio, where it was him uh, playing acoustic guitar. And then he had uh, a, an electric player that played that guitar. Right. Or Gibson um, stand up bass player. And then like a simple drummer. Yeah. And I love that stuff. I played in a Rockabilly trio for years and years and years. And um, so, like that music is super close to my heart. But my mom and my uncles are all like huge Beatles fans, right, and yeah, that's, every every yeah. summer around the campfire, you know, we'd have the guitars and we'd all sing Beatles songs. Like, so they're just, oh, ah, yeah. what a heart. Okay, I'm just, I'm, I'll just, I'll go okay. with Elvis.
0: Elvis, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, okay. So I bet mom, you
1: didn't think it would go that way, but no, yeah, I gotta no. go. I gotta yeah. with the king
0: because um, my mom really loves Elvis, and my aunt. Molly, um, she loved the Beatles. So I Yeah. I mean I have a fondness for the Beatles. Also, you know, not yeah. not to discourage Elvis. Elvis is the man. Sure. A great movie that just came out. Did,
1: did you I have it? not seen it yet, but oh I am God. looking forward to it.
0: That is such a good movie, dude. You will love it. Yeah, you, you enjoyed me. it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But nice. uh yeah, but it's the Beatles for me. I you know, I just can't I just can't surpass the Beatles. Fair. Huh? Yeah. Okay, so the last one and uh okay. the most hardest one probably I don't know. What's your with your um, thoughts on the thoughts on Megadeth, and of course, Almighty Metallica. Ooh! Now, if you want my my answer first, sure, yeah, you, yeah. So, back in high school, back way back when in the nineties, <laughs> I'm old now. I'm forty two, but uh, yeah, we're the to same be, age. Okay, nice, nice, nice. So yeah. it used to be all about Metallica, Metallica, this Metallica, yeah. that. My mom got so mad at me; she t- she took away my music equipment. You know, <laughs> of course it was her fault because because the first heavy metal album she bought me was the Black Album. Yeah. So it's her fault. It's your fault. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. So, but <laughs> but recently I just got well, not recently. About like about ten years now, I've been a big, huge fan of Megadeth, only because of consistency. You'll yeah. see, you'll see Metallica mega that albums come out every two to three years. Yeah, and Metallica just released release, release once every like ten years. Which is odd, yeah, you know? yeah. After so. the Black
1: album, they did Load, they did Reload, um, and then, and then what did they do? Saint, Saint Anger, Saint Anger, I guess, because that's when Jason uh, left. Yeah, and S and M they had done before that, but then after Saint Anger there was like a pretty big break. Yeah,
0: and the then Death they Magnetic. released Death, Death, and then uh, they took another long break. and And then uh, it was self-destruct and that's two
1: two years ago three years ago i think self-destruct yeah something yeah yeah. so similarly man um metallica specifically the black album that was the first cd i ever got
0: yeah nice um it really
1: made me like that was you know i was like 11 12 like that was my formative time and i was like i'm gonna be a guitar player like this is it this is i and i watched i got a year and a half in the life of metallica on vhs I wore it out. I had to buy another copy. Yeah. Um. You know, and I learned kind of everything that I knew up and, you know, up until my 20s. But like everything I knew about being a rock star, <laughs> about yeah. playing in a band, about recording in the studio, I learned from listening to Metallica and reading Metallica interviews. Like I was a, just a complete fanboy. A hundred percent. I'll show you. I don't know. Um. I did a video or a podcast actually not too long ago where I um, talked about we broke down the Black Album.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cause I saw on one of your um uh, one of your YouTube videos you told us the right way to play Inner Man.
1: Yeah, or, or, like, or no, like maybe the not the right would, way, but well, the way yeah. that James does it. Yeah. But um, like so, I've actually got a set of these. Oh, nice! I got these from James after the Saint Anger tour. I saw them um <laughs> uh, on Saint Anger you made uh, at the uh, Pontiac Silverdome. Nice. And uh, well, I I, I I guess it's the D no no I think it was always the Pontiac Silverdome <laughs> anyway but um you know so I got a set of these I still have them and so I'm a huge I'm a huge Metallic fan always have been always will be um but you know like any I think anyone that appreciates music you you kind of realize that you go through dips and valleys and being a, an artist and musician myself I'm like you know I know kind of the struggle or the the journey that you go on through a career like I don't write songs the same way that I did right. when I was a teenager when I was in my 20s when I was in my 30s hell even two years ago I write stuff different now right. um, so I can appreciate the sort of struggle that they've gone through especially with personnel changes and all the rest of it um, but as I've grown to your point about consistency I've always not always but I've really grown to love Dave Mustaine's writing Yes. his his songwriting his consistency his he's got some very interesting viewpoints and again we're not a this is not a political point no, podcast, right, right. but there's certainly <laughs> yeah. some political stuff in there yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, but like his his messaging and his words he's got some really beautiful lyrics i think he's a much better lyric writer than james is okay um and overall i think as he's grown those first couple albums like so far so good so what and um peace sells nobody's buying eh? they yeah. weren't that great yeah. But they really Rust, found their stride, Rust you know, yep. with Rust and Peace, and then from then on, it's just been like, you know, realistically, kind of banger after banger right. after banger.
0: Now, I will say this: I will say that I do love the album Risk, although it I like, love Risk, uh, although that doesn't get very much love because uh, no, cause there's that notes. one,
1: I think even Cryptic Writings, both of them, I feel cryptic like got kind of panned.
0: Cryptic was badass too, man.
1: Yeah, cryptic and I love both amazing. of them. The... The mixing on cryptic writings was a little weird I felt like the volume from track to track was a bit off mm-hmm. and a few of them like um, I think it's she-wolf and the, the the other one on the album the Yeah, both of those tracks are mixed really hot like you can hear the compression and there's almost like a little distortion They're like they're so loud right. um, But I love those I love both those albums anyway long story short. I think It's again. It's really hard, hard, but I I might have to settle into the Megadeth camp as well, and just be like, you know, I just just based on the songwriting and the complexity and interest of the songs, um, because Metallica, again, for what they were, for what they are, they've done amazing things. I mean, arguably they're the biggest hard rock band in the world ever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of the same, 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 like, Fade to Black is the same song as Unforgiven is the same song as. I'm gonna I'm gonna screw up. And somebody's gonna comment on your podcast and mm-hmm. say Nick's an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, what? What? Maybe it, uh, not. It, Mama S- says, but there's a couple. There's oh, a couple yeah, of them anyway. Even later on in load, where it's like the same type of chord progression and the same kind of feel, and uh, you kind of go, hmm, interesting. Whereas Dave's really every album he's grown and changed and provided something new. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think th- their whole. Career took off when they got Marty because Marty writes, writes technical stuff. I guess. I yeah. Guess, well, I mean, not to say that Poland then Poland did a great job, in on um, I think he was just us, a different kind of player, and, though. Right. Yeah. And, and you can really can't fault him for that, you know. Um, yeah. But I think, but I think their their um their career skyrocketed when they when they totally. brought Marty in the band. Yeah. I, know.
1: I I think it was a it was a kind of a. Chris Poland is also a really good guitar player and I don't know if you've followed his career at all or listened to any of his solo stuff, but I mean he was he was and is like a, a jazz fusion player. Right. And he was I feel like it was kind of a case of wrong fit wrong band like Mm. I think he took the thing he needed a gig he wanted to get some money he wanted to you know wanted to be famous wanted to make a name for himself and I think he did that right but ultimately it wasn't the right fit. it was like putting gasoline in a diesel engine you know what I mean like just it ain't (laughs) gonna run right (laughs) yeah right if at all it might blow up um and but if again if you listen to his solo stuff like the Chris I can't remember if it's just the Chris Boland band or whatever he's playing with now the project that he's got He's he is he's a phenomenal player. Yeah. Like he's really really skilled and really really interesting stuff. But it's not, it's not in the metal thrash vibe of what Megadeth did and right. does.
0: Exactly exactly. Yeah. Um. The reason why I brought uh, Megadeth, I mean Metallica, is um because I really love your your YouTube channel. Um. Oh, thanks. Also, cause I uh, cause I uh, I I watched the the, the your video about you uh, about you talking about the cancellation of Metallica. And oh, I yeah. And I haven't talked about it with anybody, so I figured if we have some time, I would love sure, to totally. discuss it with you. <laughs> um, but I don't know her name. It, d- it doesn't matter because I'm not going to give her any more, you know, sure. any more on, uh, time. So, cause, uh, I don't think you should go back 20 or 30 years, bring it back up, old stuff now, and just pin it on. I mean, back then, I, yes, they were. They were wild, you know do sure. Whatever they want to do, but I But they can't over the years, you know, because I think Metallica As people helps, do right. Yeah, because I think Metallica uh, has done so much stuff for like um, homeless shelters and, and 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 everything else, you know. So so yeah. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's fair that somebody can bring up some some from the past, which everybody does now, because
1: seems to be media, right.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: That's that's exactly true. You know, it's like people people change and grow. Um, And, you know, the other thing, I think the point of that whole video that I was trying to get at was like context matters because not everything that happens or did happen was necessarily nefarious, evil or done with an intention of hurting someone. And I think James and I mean, it's not like I know him or know them, so I can't really speak for them. But what I get the sense of is that. If he had hurt someone, he would be the first one to stand up and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I was I was an idiot. Yeah, right. I'm not anymore, and I'm trying to. I'm, I'm working, and I'm getting better." Yeah. You know, the one thing about that that I find that it's really interesting is James doesn't have social media. Like he doesn't have a Twitter. He doesn't have YouTube. He yeah. doesn't do Instagram. Like he doesn't do I, any of that. I
0: don't think any of them does. does, does I,
1: I think Lars is on Twitter. Okay. Um, but kirk certainly isn't J- jason is but i'm of course he's not in the band anymore yeah, right? um, yeah but like but james stays out like he expresses himself himself through his music and and especially you know since all of the turmoil and everything that went on with with jason and the band almost breaking up and kind of all the things that happened they've been in therapy for a long time right and right. and they've worked through a lot of this stuff and i think they've all grown as people and then of course shortly after that whole thing uh, came out I'm sure you saw James they an- they announced James and his wife are, are yeah. divorcing they're separating yeah, after is, yeah. 20 years which is sad you know it, yeah. it, it it sucks I feel bad for I feel bad for anybody although it's funny because if you really think about it what happens when a divorce it's just like two adults finally realizing that they don't work well anymore together yeah. so if everything's good and both people act like adults it's actually a good thing right yeah. a partnership oh, yeah. isn't working anymore let's devo- dissolve the partnership and let's go be happy right yeah. It does suck, though, because there's kids involved, and then, you know, it's probably separation and division of assets and da 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 because I'm sure, obviously, James is very, very, very well off. <laughs> very. I would <laughs> expect his wife is yeah. probably going to go after a, a quite a large section of that estate. But, yeah, um, yeah man, it's, yeah. it's crazy how people just take things out of context now and try to go back, like, here in Canada. Um, uh, again, I don't want to get political, but, like, our oh, prime minister... Bad had a had an issue of you know a a halloween costume that he wore in 1996 or something and they brought it up in Mm -hmm. social like they they brought it up and they put it on the news and it was like front page and oh my god did you know that in 1996 i mean that was 30 years ago
0: right yeah right
1: (coughs) i get it yeah it was a bad thing it was really stupid what he did but like like it's not like he did it yesterday and went ha 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 Right? Exactly. All I can say is thank God social media wasn't around when I was in university. <laughs> right. You know, it and too, photos right? I wasn't yeah. posting stuff, right? right? Yeah. No I no, did no one no was. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, but I think that girl did it just for clout just to get her name off, you know. Mm. And what bigger 100%. band can she can she I mean Metallica's like the biggest any band, you know? I mean the, I mean yeah. just, so if you go do it do it right with Metallica, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, and to my point earlier about about uh social media posting right if you're going to do something make a post make a, make it a, a divisive talki- topic mm-hmm. and say it in one way or another and piss people off you know right, and yeah. she did that so if she, it's just for the for the for the eyes and the clicks she did she, she did, did her it. job right she, she
0: <laughs> yeah but there's two things that I thought that mental, if it, okay so if, if like I can't get canceled for these two things I'm about to tell you no one can no one can cancel sure, that's <laughs> I mean, they survived Napster, you know, and yeah. of course, this album right here. A lot of people yeah. don't like this. I, lo- I personally, I like this album because now I, okay. I understand what they went through to make it. You know, because yeah. some kind of monster, and I think that's that. That's a good album that they went through to get through their whatever they went through to get to make that. Totally that's fine. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah, there's a. Co- I I love Saint Anger the song. Yeah. Um, was it the next one or the one after? I gotta pull it up. I don't remember the track listing. You have to apologize. I haven't. Or I have to apologize. I haven't listened to it in a while.
0: Right. Okay. So I got, I got it right here. Oh, okay. Frantic, saying anger, some kind of monster, dirty window, invisible kid, in my world. Shoot me again, right. s- sweet amber. Uh, the unnamed yeah. feeling, purified, and all within my hands.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So frantic. I right. think was the single off the album, which I would I would yes. a- I would agree with many people. I think is probably the best song on the album. It is, it is. St. Anger is actually pretty good too, albeit a bit long. Yeah. And some kind of monster I think was another really good um, I do like Sweet Amber. On that
0: album. Sweet Amber was pretty crushing. Sweet pretty Amber's
1: good. pretty cool, yeah. yeah. Um as I said, it's been a while since I I think I remember Invisible Kid being a really something that just hit me right with that tune. Right. Um but again, you know, it's one of those things. It's like the album is a it's a snapshot of that band in that time with all the stuff going on in their lives, with all of James in and out of rehab, Jason deciding to leave the band, um, Bob rock coming in to play bass, and them thinking, okay, you know what, what's going to go on there. And like them searching for the new player, like all of that kind of stuff. And it's just like, Yeah. yeah, it's a snapshot and it's a moment in time of that band. And it's a complete, capsule or, or or time capsule of them at that moment and I think that's the thing that as a musician has led me to uh, be less hard on a lot of albums mm-hmm. or less hard on a lot of artists because I go through that now and I listen to stuff that I released two or three years ago or you know I produced for a TV show or whatever else and I go Ew, wow oh, that was awful <laughs> right But it was it was you know it was that moment in time and then I listen to it and I think back and go oh actually I remember making that oh yeah I was really pissed off about blah 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 or I was you know going through you know there's songs that I got I did in you know 2009 2009 2010 things you know my wife and I were just getting married we were you know falling in love and whatever and i listened to some of that stuff and i'm like oh yeah that makes <laughs> and it mean, takes me back to that happy <laughs> time and i'm like oh yeah that was that was some really good stuff that i did
0: right yeah oh, anyway uh so i read that you toured in japan and i know they're yeah. they're really music oriented uh two questions sure Uh, so how was the music vibe over there and yep. which genre is more popular punk or rock and metal cause I've seen uh, some, some some of the most badass punk bands from Japan some of the badass uh, metal bands like, like uh, Crystal Lake is a badass metal band and Ball yep. Zack is a, is a badass punk band yeah and So which, what what did you experience over there I was like you know
1: it's a cool scene Japan is a really interesting country um everything that you've heard about japan is true
0: okay good and
1: nothing that you've heard about japan is true okay it's it's a land of like complete opposites it's really st- like they've got robot servers and restaurants i've heard that, and yeah. like fully automated like ai things that will read your eye to let you into a building um and yet you still have to make copy like when you go to the 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 city now i lived there 10 years ago so this is you know maybe it's not still the case but you know i would go to my city office to like do a transaction like make a payment for my insurance or um, you know register when my wife and I got married and we had to fill forms out by hand no carbon copies by hand on different sheets of paper so yeah. you have five copies of the same so like one for you one for them one for the registrar one for this one for that Okay. and not just co- like literally you had to fill them out by hand and then you had to take your stamp that you would ink with red ink and sign it On each copy, like make an impression, like a seal. Okay, you know what I mean. So like, just this land of dichotomy. Yeah. Um. But I love I love the country. I would go back in a heartbeat. Um. The music scene there is fantastic. It's hard to say, you know, which genre is bigger. Okay. You know, whether it's punk or metal or rap or hip hop or country. Yes, there are you know American country music fans in 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 Japan. Not not as many as you. Not a lot, but it they're like, there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, jazz is huge. Um, avant-garde, like just like basically any music that is a style has a following, and and you could be a maybe not popular in terms of like many many millions of people knowing who you are, but you could be a very professional and um, uh, well-regarded artist right. in Japan, and you could make a good living doesn't matter the genre of music like i've got a friend that still lives in tokyo he makes a full time living um you know not not going into numbers but he does very well for himself and he plays jazz Mm. and he plays flugelhorn oh wow right which is kind of like a type of trumpet yeah so like that just goes to show you like there's a fan of everything there and that's the one thing that i think we've kind of lost in north america a little bit yeah where everything is like now 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 and i've got spotify and i've got itunes and i can stream everything at the touch of a button and all the world's music is at my fingertip i feel like it's actually a disservice yeah because you've you're you're so spoiled for choice now that nobody really dives deep, other than like really true music fans and god bless those people because we need them <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. but your average listener will listen. I can't remember the stats. I was just reading this the other day from Nielsen Soundscan or in con it was Nielsen or Spotify, whatever else. But they came out the average listener only listens to about forty three seconds of a song before they skip it.
0: Okay. And th- th- okay, so does that count as one full playthrough though? To, according to What's Spotify. That? Does that forty three forty three seconds count as one playthrough through from like Spotify's?
1: Through I mean, the way they pay out I don't yeah. know maybe But like just in terms of like actual Like if you think about So like Enter Sandman for a second yeah. For 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 instance right Because we were talking about Metallica The real meat of the song doesn't start till like a minute 23 right. Yeah. right The main riff like the actual When you hit the When the whole band is in Is at like 60 seconds Right And then you don't actually Set your verse until a minute 23 Like if you're only listening To 43 seconds of a song You're not even going to hear the song.
0: Yeah, you're just listening into the build-up. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and and I think there's a major disservice there. So I think, unfortunately, I think once you let the genie out of the bottle, there's no way to put it back. Right. But, man, I, I long for the days where you know, you, you really only, you know, you saved up for a week or two, you saved up your allowance or, you know, we're obviously adults, so we work (laughs) real jobs now, but but like you save up your money and then you go to the record store on Saturday and you buy your one CD or you buy your one album that you you have enough money for, maybe two if you're really lucky. And then that's it. That's the music that you've got, the new music you've got to listen to for the next month. Right. And you listen to every track and you pull apart the lyrics and you read everything about it, you know, and now it's just like, I, I was talking to um one of my friends kids he's like 12 or 13 now and uh he was talking about such and such artist and he's like oh i found this great this great oldies band of course first off right i'm like oh, okay cool <laughs> um and uh you know and and um and he was he was telling me uh, oh i love this song and it was oh do you know others you know do you know other songs by them or whatever else and of course it was um i can't remember specifically it might have been metallic i don't think yeah. it was because it wasn't <laughs> like finding through stranger things but like one of the bands <laughs> right. from like our era yeah and uh and i was like oh cool you know yeah that's a very popular band in my time and um and i asked him a question he's like oh i don't i don't know about that i'm like well don't you Why not? <laughs> yeah yeah he's like no i just listen to the song i like the song and then i skip to the next one or whatever and i'm just like Wow, man, yes, you gotta you, say, gotta, you gotta. Know, sometimes you gotta get into it, right?
0: Geez, easy. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very big fan, and I encourage everybody now to go wow. out and buy physical merchandise, like I got right back here, because I'm a big fan of like, like vinyl records now. Yeah, I can't buy enough of them, you know.
1: Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they have the cool thing with vinyl records too. I think, and most people don't realize this is that. So yes, it's a physical artifact. It's a physical thing that the the band. And yes, the record company, if you know, there's that setup or whatever else, yeah. is going to make some money too. But the the actual physical artifact becomes personalized to you. And what I mean by that is when you put it on your turntable, mm-hmm. your turntable, even though like you could, we could have the exact same model, but yours is going to perform a little bit different than mine just because of the placement in your home. Oh, right. And over time, the amount of power fluctuations that you have, uh, dirt that might build up on the needle and different things that happen the way you store your records Mm. all of these things change the record every single time you listen that needle drags through the groove right and so over time your record ends up being different than mine so your listening experience to that band is actually completely different from mine even though it's basically the same um but i think that's really cool like cds don't do that and that's okay. I love CDs. I love the clarity. I love the yeah. perfection. And I, it, it's really, if I want to listen to music, I'm going to listen to a CD. But if I want to experience my music, I put on a vinyl. And that's why. And I'm sure you've experienced this, right? Like you go to a party or you go to a buddy's place, you might have the same album and you put it on and you're like, doesn't doesn't sound yeah. quite the same? Right? Like it's it's not hitting right. Like what's is your is your turntable too fast or? your speakers are broken or something right and it's because of those little intricacies you know even even like a small scratch that becomes part of your experience and part of your expectation of that song And i think this is one of the reasons why most people say you know um vinyl records sound better right than cd because they're more human
0: uh, yeah almost, yes, yes. right well well i that's that's one one reason why i click them but uh Another the reason is because it's it's yours, like like this,
1: and that too. Yeah, the the physical ownership of it, right?
0: This is mine until I die, right? Yeah, so, totally. So on Spotify, I don't know. Okay, so I don't know if you heard of This band it's called Ghost Machine. Yep, it's I've been a really Moody's band from I think nineties or something. You can't find it on 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 Spotify. You can't find yep. it on Apple Music, and I still want them that that CD back. But I, but it's like. Four hundred bucks. I'm like, I can't even, you know, buy it because it's right. You know, oh, so, that's crazy. Yeah. Four
1: hundred bucks for a CD. But I mean, again, yeah. if they're out of pl- if they're out of print, they're, yeah, yeah, they are right. Yeah, and they obviously have a fairly rabid fan base.
0: Which I mean, Moody. I mean, come on, I'm five finger, you know. So he's yeah. he's a big deal to, to many many people. So yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah, but that vinyl record's like mine until you know I get rid of it or, you know, I pass, yeah, you know? exactly. So, yeah, so it's yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so um, so starting out as a new musician or Once once to start as a as a, as a musician as your career, uh, there's many hurdles you you hear from other people saying you shouldn't do this, you should do this. Why should you? You know, um, so can you tell us what's the biggest hurdle for a new musician these days? Like, like is, it, is it getting like promoted or something with the yeah, company?
1: you know, I don't. I honestly don't think it's changed. Okay. In 50 odd years of recorded music or even going back as far back as like people decided that they could be musicians, you right. know. Right. Go back to 1500s, 1300s, 800s, whatever, wandering minstrels, right? I think the thing that is hardest especially for new musicians because most of us if you're going to if you're going to be a new musician chances are you or you're deciding to become a musician you're a young person you're 11 you're 12 15 18 22 whatever strong-headed bullheaded like i'm going to do this this is what i love but we have this feeling a lot of us anyway and this is like a lot of this is coming from you know 25 years experience teaching teaching students and and even going through my own career journey there's this, there's this weird sense that musicians have, like if, if somebody asks you what kind of music do you play or what kind of music is your band and we don't want to quote unquote pigeonhole ourselves and so we'll say, oh well, you know, we're rock but it's a little bit of this and there's some of this and uh, but it's not loud, super good loud guitars and uh, but we have a real lyrical theme and then but no but other sections of screaming and it, and you get down this like what I call kind of like the the black hole of trying to explain what your band is. Mm. If you can't explain your sound, if you can't explain your band, if you can't pigeonhole yourself, right? Like let's use the same verbiage. Right. If you can't pigeonhole yourself, you can't explain what your band is and does to somebody in less than 10 seconds. If you can't do that, you've already lost a fan. They will never oh. listen to your band cuz they don't know what you are. Right. And we and so what I think my best advice to young musicians is to pigeonhole yourself. Figure out what you are, figure out who you are, what you stand for, what your look is, what your sound is, and then double down on it. Go hard in that tiny little niche, right? Niche down. Right. Get that thing and become known for it. Then once you're known for it, then you can start expanding out little by little, little by little, little by little, and adding more pieces to your sound and adding more you know, pieces to your message if you want to call it that. But without that initial, very very finite box, nobody's ever going to pay attention because they don't understand what it is that you are. And and really, when you get down to it, this is this is a problem of marketing. It's how do I market myself as a musician? How do I market my services? How do I market my songs? Right. And that's and that's really what it is. Is is just making sure that under people can you know you call it the uh, the elevator pitch, if you will. Right. Picture yourself in an elevator with a record executive. And you have you he's a captive audience. You get on the ground floor, and his office is on the thirtieth floor. You got to be able to sell him your band in thirty floors. So whatever that is, thirty five seconds or you know eighteen seconds, however many seconds, say it short, say it sweet. Here's what we are. Here's what we do, and be okay with it. It's a hard it's a hard pill for musicians to swallow, man. I can tell you, we hate we hate labels, but. it's (laughs) the way the world works it's the way the human brain works we compartmentalize stuff it's a it's actually like a a, um like a what do you call a um a survival instinct that we have we have to be able to make split second split second decisions of oh that's a that's a, a a dangerous animal oh nope, that's a friendly animal we have to be able to differentiate instantaneously so that we can survive. Right. right. Same with like fruits, fruits and vegetables and things that you're, you know, you're out looking for for food in the forest or, or the field or the whatever else. Oh, that's a good berry, that's a bad berry. That's a that's a good plant, that's a bad plant. So same kind of thing with, with uh with marketing.
0: Yeah. Is there any bands that you that you thought wasn't gonna be your your your, your taste in music and then you heard them and like, oh my god, this is such a great band.
1: Uh yeah, geez. I mean, tons of them, honestly. Um, I've where where can where 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 can I start?
0: Yeah, <laughs> because again,
1: you know, like I feel like when I when I go back to like you know again, twelve years old, eleven years old, yeah. getting that Metallica record, be like, oh, this is you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't heavy metal, if it didn't say Metallica or you know five or six bands that were kind of around them, I was like, oh, it's crap. Yeah, right. Right. right but as you get older you kind of start realizing actually there's a lot of really good music you yeah. know maybe I don't have to love the entire band's catalog or whatever but there's a lot of really good stuff um, I remember seeing Lady Gaga
0: <laughs>
1: for the yeah. first time with my wife this was actually we were in Japan oh wow. and uh, she played something called summer Sonic which is a huge three-day music festival there and they hold it both in Osaka and in Tokyo and day one you have uh, two lineups basically and day one is uh, A set in Tokyo and B set in Osaka, and then day two they switch, so the whole festival changes locations, right. and all of the people from Tokyo come down to Osaka, and all of the I'll people it, from Osaka uh, go up okay. to Tokyo. I, yeah. yeah, so we yes. saw Lady Gaga. I think it was day two, and this was just before Poker Face broke. Okay. And I had because no, I and you know living in Japan, you don't at that time again this is kind of really before social media really took off and really before internet like Spotify wasn't really a thing yet like so I had no idea who she was she came on stage and I was kind of like oh, okay this is she looks a little bit like Madonna like uh, I don't know if I'm gonna like her and then she played and her songs were really good I was like wow this is and she put on a hell of a performance and anytime a musician puts on a really good performance you have my attention because I know how hard it is to perform not of, just play well right. but to also perform and like entertain people In front and of so like I was like okay she, yeah yeah, I'm like I'm gonna check her out, and man, yeah, like that. She's, she writes great songs. She's got good hooks. She's got a hell of a voice. She plays piano, like you know that kind of stuff. So there's just one example,
0: right? Yeah, uh, mine would be, but uh, I'm not sure if you're. If you're uh, well, you probably are. Um, Behemoth. Okay. Behemoth was the one I thought that was going to be. Oh my god, just talk about Satan and everything and blah blah blah. And, right. And I saw him open up for. I think divine heresy way back when this was when okay yeah um come was lead singer and yeah uh, yeah the the, the the sheer like I saw like four guys playing like so technically I'm like oh my god this is great you know I didn't sure I didn't I, I, I didn't really concentrate on the, on the on on the lyrics but just mm. the fact that I saw them playing the, the way they played they the way they did made me a fan you know and I'm not yeah and totally I'm, and I'm and I'm somewhat still a fan of theirs today i just you know don't i mean there's i there's one on there like it's um uh of fire and uh, of of fire and void or something from their Evangelon. Yeah. A- a- i don't know yeah but yeah but i thought they were going to be you know like a bad band, but they turned out really really good
1: yeah yeah totally um, yeah there's i mean there's tons there's tons of stuff like that i mean honestly yeah. any any um and then of course sometimes you're right yeah. <laughs> you, know, you you look at it and somebody <laughs> says you know and usually what that is and this is gonna sound bad and mm. just take it for what it is it's not really a judgment thing right but a lot of times um i find like in the local scene um uh, either somebody like i'll either i'll have played a show or i'm doing like a sideman gig so i'm like supporting a, an artist and um you know either after there's like the after party or there's like a hang or something else and so you know somebody will come up to me Or we'll chat or whatever, like, oh, hey, man, you got to check out my band. And they hand me a business card or like a download card or they hand me a CD. Nobody really hands out CDs anymore, but you get the idea. And uh, more often than not, I find that in the sort of the local scene, and it's not just here in Calgary, kind of like anywhere around where, you know, wherever you are in the world. Those ones are more often than not, maybe not that great. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You can hear, and you go like, "Oh, there's actually there's some promise in like minutes, you know, one fifty eight to like two twenty eight of track three and four. Like, those are there's some kernel there, but they haven't really got it figured out yet. Right? You know, right. you just you need a little bit more time in the pot. You got to stew and let those flavors get married before you know you're really ready for the for the general release. But you know, end of the day, like I said, I think I think everybody's got an, a, a voice, and everybody should have a voice, and every every idea. Even if I don't like it, there's some artistic merit there that can be appreciated, and I can go, yeah, you know what? I don't like it; it's not for me, but cool, good, and <laughs> and especially good on you for having for, for having you, the guts, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, put yeah. it out,
0: right? Yeah, because um, uh, there's this one band that I that I I I used to visit ho- a house of blues a lot of times at Myrtle Beach, and I slept to one band's whole set, yes, yeah. three inches of blood, yeah. And I just thought that wasn't like I, I I slept through the whole set. I'm like, okay, well, this is not my, you know, I mean. Mm. but a lot of people like them. But I, you know, but I just couldn't dig it. Just a, not for you. Fair enough. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I also read that you were a, you are a uh, session musician and a yeah. writer for Warner Brothers, Universal Studios, Sony, MTV, ABC, NBC. You yep. do a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I, so just to clarify, I'm not like, I'm not a staff writer for them. Like I don't right. continually work for them, okay. um, but music that I have written and composed has been used, um, for those networks. Okay. So if that, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 You were like, like, like a session, you were in for that one time or something, right?
1: Yeah. So either yeah. session work or, or really like, uh, writing and producing. Right. So yeah. like I'll, uh, compose something that gets used on you know a tv show or on a commercial or whatever i do a lot of uh what's called um uh, interstitial or um uh, background music like that right. kind of stuff or replacement tracks so like if if uh you know two characters are sitting in a car and they're driving down the road and you know you they're having a conversation or whatever and it fits the mood and they're like we really want acdc's back in black okay. <laughs> Most TV shows don't have the budget to pay three million dollars for the usage rights three For ACD back and black or yeah. whatever well, it yeah, is, okay. right? It might even They're be like, 800000 but yeah. Yeah. it's a lot of money <laughs> right. So what they'll do is they'll come to a guy like me and say hey, you know We need 18 seconds of something that kind of sounds like black and back back and black Can you make it you know or like stranger things if they had not been able to license Metallica? Master of puppets they would have come to somebody like me and said hey you know, we need 28 seconds or a minute and a half, right, right. for the final scene. Da, 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 it's got to sound like Metallica circa 1984, yeah. Master of Puppets. Can you give us something? Yeah. And that's when I go to work. Yeah. And so it's a lot of fun because I can, I can do, and again, this gets back to sort of pigeonholing yourself. Like, I don't do show tunes and I don't do pop and I don't really do jazz. Um, you know, I do rock, rock right, right? Guitar yeah. based rock. Right. Um, and, usually what I call it is evocative rock for media. I'll even add some strings and things and I'll do like some rockestra if you want to call it that. Mm. Um, but you know, that's, that's my lane and that's what I do. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, you can, you can end up, you know, one day working on stuff that sounds like your favorite band. Other times, you know, I've done stuff, uh, where they're like, Oh, we really want something that sounds like, um, uh, what are they like? Um, this, I'm 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 saying some 41 I don't know if you know who they are oh, yeah, but, yeah big, uh, like big that you know like band 99 band. 2000 yeah. pop punk kind of thing yeah. Yeah. not really my jam but like still whatever but you know y- you do it you bang it out you get paid all right, right. cool you know and a, and a bad day quote-unquote of if, if a bad day of making music is writing some music that I don't particularly love I'm okay with that <laughs> and you were getting
0: paid right so it doesn't matter yeah absolutely you know yeah yeah sometimes we we're 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 forced to do something that we don't want to do, and that happens all the time. All
1: yeah, the absolutely. Time, so. You know, at least I'm not out shoveling rocks or working on a chain gang. You know? <laughs>
0: exactly. exactly, exactly. Uh, but uh, going back to uh, like a like a generic version of Back and Black. Yeah. So if if I can use like I want you Back and Black, right? And uh, do you uh, like like how do you make a make it your style the way that they won't be able to? just like oh, okay he over this one i mean do you take do you do different arrangements for different parts of the song yeah
1: so i mean basically like when you're doing like a sound alike track the reason that you're doing the reason that you're it's so it's a replacement track or a sound alike right. is kind of the two names that they'll call it yeah. they specifically want something that sounds like back and black right so in that case what you end up doing you have to kind of pull the music apart to kind of its constituent parts and go okay like what is what is it about black and black that makes it sound like that song okay so it's in oh crap i don't even know i think it's i think it's d so whatever it's in this key okay so my track will be in that key they have very simple four four straight ahead drums cool my track will have simple four (laughs) four straight ahead drums um the bass is mixed in a certain way and pretty much plays the root the whole time um and then you follow the same like it's kind of got a bop da 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 right okay that's the cadence that's the kind of rhythm that they want so now let's switch in some different chords right we'll stay in the same key but maybe we'll instead of going bop banana banana maybe we'll go na banana or bop banana banana so we'll okay. just travel up instead of traveling down so you just kind of you make a few little tweaks and things to change it around so that it's less obvious that it's really <laughs> like, you know that thing yeah. um, but it still conveys the same attitude and emotion yeah does that make sense oh yeah
0: yes yeah, sir it does, yeah. it does it does uh yeah. so where, um so how did you start working for like tv and film like like was it like always your well i don't want to say always your go-to yeah your so i mean
1: i i've always wanted to be a musician um as far it's funny because like i didn't really really start doing it until it was like in my teens or early 20s if you want to call it that um nah, mid to late teens like university but um, I always knew I wanted to play music, be involved with music, perform music, whatever else. And I was living in Japan and I was getting tired of doing so session work is you show up piece of papers put in front of you with either a, you know, notes that somebody else has written mm. or they play you a track and go, Hey, we needed some guitar that fits here. Okay, cool. It's not super inspiring. It, it pays. Okay. Um, but you're never in control. And you never really have the final say. Like I've done sessions where I've gone in and it's great. I've, I've been paid. But they'd end up not even using what I've given them. And you're like, oh, well, that was a waste, right? So <laughs> creatively, it's not very satisfying. And it can get tiring where you're constantly traveling back and forth to a studio here, there, wherever else. And then, of course, doing sideman stuff where you're where you're acting as a player behind another artist is very exciting. It's fun. You can make a lot of money. Again, you can go on tour, you know, depending on who you land a, on a on a on a stage with you can make really really good money and you can play really big stages and really big arenas and have a ton of fun or sometimes you just end up doing like small like little gigs but it it gets tiring you're away from home a lot and again you're not in creative control you're playing somebody else's music you know all of these kind of things and so 2009 um i was look 2008 2009 i was like you know i'm I, I was approaching 30 right and i'm like you know i'm not a young man anymore and in the music business you're you, you, entertainment in general they want young people they want youthful look they want yeah. you know young attractive people and i'm not a young attractive person so i was like <laughs> <that> i <laughs> need a, i need to figure out a way to stay involved with music that's going to keep me creatively fulfilled is going to continue to pay the bills and you know I, something that i can do long-term and hopefully set me up for retirement one day. Cause I don't want to work until I'm a hundred.
0: <laughs> I don't think anybody I mean, does, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean,
1: but I mean like, let's face it. I mean, it is called playing music. It's not really working music. Yeah. I'll, I'll always go out and gig. I'm always going to be able to play guitar and have fun with it, but I don't want to have to like worry about how I'm going to pay my mortgage or pay for, for food when you're not ni- like who wants to do that when you're 90. <laughs> um, so I had a friend and a, I mean, a, luckily, you know, I, I went to a really good music school and I got a really good network of, of, of pro musicians. And so I started talking to them and saying, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, are you still touring? Like, how are you supporting? Like, what other avenues do we have to to make a living? And I had a buddy that was um, doing film and TV music. And he says, yeah, you should you should look into some TV t- film and TV music, mm. um, because the thing with that is here's the dream, right? You write a song and it gets picked as the theme song theme song for a show like friends
0: right which everybody knows what seems like. there's two there's
1: two or three guys that that wrote that song yeah. right they are a band but there's two or three of them that wrote that song those two or three guys are multi 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 millionaires yes. from that one song right that's the dream to to write something that gets on a show that's that big that that's you know it still hasn't happened yet but you know maybe one day Um, (laughs) but that's so what happens is is that you 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 write the song they pay you for it for uh a licensing use up front and then you make what some what is called residuals or royalties every single time that thing goes to air okay so even now in 2022 cuz Friends is still on the air in Canada and I'm sure it's on the air in the US. Yeah, sir. And 168 other countries around the world. Right. Every so- every single time that song plays on that show for the opening, those guys get 86 cents or Something. 92 cents or a yeah. dollar 50 or whatever it is. They're, they're still making money. They're still making money so, to say, Yeah. 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 30 odd years later. So that's the dream, right? Is like, okay, cool. That's, that's true. That's real passive income. I hate that word passive income because anybody that says, Hey, you can make passive income. They're trying to sign you up for their MLM anyway. Um, (laughs) right. But, but it, it actually is, it's like an investment. So you're, you, you are creating an asset that you own and control and then you lease that asset out or you license it out to a a third party and you get paid every time it's used. So you write once and potentially you can be paid forever as long as that song continues to get used. So I was like, huh, that's a really good business model. I'm going to start doing this too, or at least I'm going to try. And that's kind of how I got involved with it. And, um, you know, it, it was kind of a rocky road at first. Like, I don't think I got my first real placement that paid off until maybe 2000. So I started, like I said, 2009, I didn't get I didn't really get anything until 2010 maybe early 2011 I think was when I first got my first paycheck because that's the other thing it, it a lot of these things won't pay you up front you're paid on the back end only <laughs> <laughs> so via yeah. those royalties yeah. and because I'm in Canada a lot of the work I does is, I do is in the states and depending on the production when it goes to air so like let's say I'll write something today they'll put it into production and finish the edit and everything's ready to go in like let's say 3 4 weeks right, right so we're yeah. what are we in right now september, september 3 4 weeks will put us in october depending on when it goes to air it might report quarter 3 it might report quarter 4 right so if it reports quarter 3 um in the US depending whether they're BMI or ASCAP these are the performance rights organizations they will report to canada halfway through next year And then I'll get paid for it either in second or third quarter next year. Oh, no. So there's a huge lag (laughs) between the time when you do the work and then you start to get paid. Right. So, but once you start to get paid, then it, you know, it continues and cycles through. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. Like, I didn't make my first money until 2011, but I think I got my first payment placements in 2010. And um, at first, it was like a little here and a little there and a couple things. And then it just kind of snowballs because once somebody, knows that you're good to work with, they're not gonna go out and keep looking for other people. They're gonna just come back to you and say, Hey, I got another project. Can you, can you, can you do it? Especially if you do good work and you're fast. Yeah. And you're not a diva Hmm. or you're not a jerk. Hmm. Right. Right. And you can deliver on time. And I'm I I was always of the mindset, whereas if somebody's gonna pay me for to use my stuff, if they call me, I don't care if it's three in the morning and they say, Nick, I need a change in forty five minutes, I'm like, Yep, done, no problem.
0: Right, yeah, because they always want to over-deliver over <sighs> There's your, always last-minute changes, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: But if you can do that, you're going to work. You're going to work a lot, and then what's going to happen is that person, A, they're going to call you more, and then they're going to introduce you because, what, guess what, editors and producers and directors, they all know other editors and producers and directors.
0: Right.
1: So they start recommending you to their friends. <clears throat> now, I'm not saying, like, it's going to be crazy, but they definitely do. Yeah. And then just more work comes in and comes in and comes in. And I can tell you like 95% of my professional work has come from that very first connection I made. Oh, nice. nice. You know, yeah. um, Which is and great. in terms of all the other relationships that have bloomed out of it and all the work that I've gotten. So that's, that's kind of how I got involved and in, and, and the reason why I've stayed in it. Unfortunately, what ended up happening in 2020, as I'm sure you're aware, was the great illness. Oh and, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right
1: uh, it put a pause on basically every single TV show and movie production that was going on in Canada yeah, and the US yeah. certainly yeah, as was well like as worldwide
0: movies shut down and it, yeah, it was bad. yeah so I, I
1: kind of had a kind of a blip on the radar where I'm like oh I'm gonna have some problems coming yeah, up because right. you know again you kind of have to keep feeding the funnel you get to a point where you can kind of sit back and you have like a base level income based on royalties, yeah. but it always fluctuates. Right. So 2020 happened and I was like, I'd always been teaching as well to supplement the income teaching guitar. Right. And uh, I, I was always thinking like, you know, one day I'm going to write a book. And so 2020 came along and I was like, well, you know what? There's no time like the present. I got, I got nothing else going on. I got no other TV shows doing whatever. So I wrote, I wrote in, and published, uh, three guitar books, uh, in 2020, 2021. Um, one of which became a Amazon number one bestseller.
0: And we're going yeah, to talk about our instruction. We're going to talk about those in a minute.
1: Oh, sure. Fair yeah. enough. Sorry. I didn't mean to uh, get off uh, track, but, uh, that, no, um, no,
0: that, that's a perfect transition.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> perfect transition. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Okay. So you have a website called the Guitar Dojo. Yeah. What belt are you right now? Are you like a four-time black belt with guitar? You know, because I know <laughs> you like to shred a lot. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm like a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a
1: I'm a I'm a I'm a six dan six dan there black you go. belt.
0: There. Well, I guess if um, you're the if you're the owner of a of a dojo, you can say I'm I'm a the times, time, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly, it doesn't matter. It's <laughs> yeah, just it kind of fun, right? I oh, am yeah. glad
1: that you picked up on that though cuz like again, I'm sure you remember, right? Growing up, it was like Karate Kid, Top Gun, dude. um, Cobra you know, there Kai? were a few movies. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kick Kai, absolutely ass, the new yeah, the sir. new season or yeah. the new show on Netflix is fantastic. Right. Um, almost had a almost had a song in that show. I missed out by like oh, this no. much. Um Oh. But uh yeah, it was just it was the idea is like the dojo cuz I lived in Japan. I mean, I've got I've got Japanese tattoos. And uh, I just, you know, like a dojo is a place of learning and a place of practice and a place of, you know, kind of learning your craft or learning your martial art and i look at guitar the much the same way as like you know what you got to go somewhere you got to learn you got to practice you got to get beat up a little bit right and uh and that was kind of the idea behind the name plus it just kind of sounds cool it and does. you know whatever and uh yeah that's that's anyway guitardojo.ca yeah. is kind of the website the, that sells the. my books and courses and different stuff
0: right for, for everyone my listeners ca is Canada, for people who do because we and, yeah. and guy com I guess Canada is .ca, and I guess yeah. all over the country. It's like all over the world, it's different from every, everything. But I'm looking at your website right now, and it's uh, ca And if you go there, um if you want to learn guitar, uh, you can go to Guitar Learning Resources, and there's yep. five, six tabs, five tabs on here, you way you can learn. But let's talk about your books, though, first. um. So, uh, you are a number one author of a, of your first book. I don't know which one it is, so I'm sorry about that. But no, you, that's okay. Uh, but you wrote uh, basic music theory for guitarists, the plain English yep. guide to beginners and to intermediate guitar players, and the second book being Guitar Fretboard Memory Magic, painlessly, yeah. painless, painlessly Rememorize painlessly memorize all the notes on your neck forever for instant recall, which is great. Yeah, which is great.
1: Yeah. That was actually the first book that I, well actually that was the second book and the, the the theory book was actually the third. That was the last one to come out. Um, the first book was like a free, it's real short. It's like 30 pages. It's like super simple, um, guitar chords and, and scales. Um, it's called essential chords and scales for, for guitar. And, um, I use that as a free giveaway on my website. So, you know, if anybody wants to, to, Mm -hmm. to grab that, they can head to the website, grab it for free. It's kind of like a, like a free gift to sign up for my uh, yeah, for my Email yeah. list right and Every week in the email list I put out licks of the week I put out practice tips I put out like Sound engineering stuff I do uh, Songwriting tips like all that kind of stuff But yeah guitar fretboard memory magic Um uh, Just hit It just hit right people really like it And they responded really well okay. to it It hit number one on the Amazon bestseller List <laughs> uh yeah. twice In 2021 Ooh. um First time was um uh, March, March and April. So for like two months, right? And then the second time was I think it was like October, November, about a month. It was like half of October, half of November, um, probably for Christmas, I suspect. Okay. And uh, and it is. It's a super simple guide to 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 memorize all of the notes on the fretboard because I think, you know, while I'm a proponent of like short lessons, so like fifteen minutes or less, I don't think that anybody needs to learn theory. I think it's an important tool to have in your in your toolbox. Mm-hmm. But, you know, think about this, right? You're driving down the car or you're, tr- you're driving down the highway in a car, right? You don't have the toolbox out with you using your wrenches and your, and your lug nuts and your uh, um, socket set as you're driving. You only need it if something breaks down.
0: <laughs> you got to pull over, yeah.
1: go into the trunk, open up the toolbox and go, okay, now I need to use my tools. Same is true of music theory. So if, if you're, if you're driving in a car on the highway, i.e. you're playing your guitar in a gig situation, you're not thinking about theory you're just playing but there will come a time and every player has this where you you know you're gonna solo or you're gonna jam or whatever's happening and you go "Ah, i'm stuck i don't have any ideas okay then you go to your toolbox the theory right and you go okay what can i do here and then off you go again and that's really kind of how i view theory so um but anyway getting back to that is that often the root of the a lot of people's problems with guitar and they don't even really know that it's that they don't even know it's a problem, because if you've grown up just playing tabs, which I did, um, <laughs> you, you don't even know how slow not knowing the notes on your neck is, yeah. because you've never known any different. Right. Um, but it, you know, if you think about it, like somebody says, "Oh, play me an A." And you gotta go. Okay, well, I know where A is. I think it's. Oh yeah, it's one, two, three, four, five, fifth fret. Okay, cool. Right. No, no, I need an A on the on the on the on the second string. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, oh. <laughs> now I gotta do the L rule, and then I gotta count back, add fifteen, take away two. Okay, here it is. Right. That two seconds is the is, you know could be the difference of you getting the gig and not. Right. So the idea with the memory magic book is just like five to t- five to ten minutes a day. In about a week, you'll have the whole fretboard memorized. And you can instantly recall or instantly go to any note on the neck mm-hmm. um and it, it it's a six-step system it's super simple the book is short it's like 30 40 50 pages i think it's 50 pages um and uh there's you know it comes with like notation paper so you can make your own versions of the exercises and all that kind of stuff and um and yeah people have responded to it really well because it, it just it works
0: Yeah nice nice yeah. so so any listeners out there go to Amazon and I'll I'll drop the link below in the comment section sure awesome thank and, you uh, yes sir and uh, another thing I've um I used to play guitar I don't play anymore anymore because because there was one of your YouTube channel saying why did I think you asked us like why did you quit well, what part of the guitar is distracting you from getting on the guitar right, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like know?
1: what's 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 holding you back?
0: And I commented and and I said changing chords. Okay. Oh, ah, okay. So there was one, there was another video where you explained the easiest way how to get to the F chord, that dark right. F chord, you know. Yep. And 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 you said you could do it with, with just two fingers, and that's amazing, you know. And I had no idea yeah. how you could do that. And yeah, yeah. So I so I so I guess this these books takes that and and intensifies it to the max, right? I mean just yeah, it super yeah, totally. super easy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I mean, even the same thing with the uh, with the basic music theory for for guitarists book, it's like it's not the most complete tome of music theory cuz you just can't like if you're going to do that, I mean, the book is going to be Huge. I don't know, 500 <laughs> pages or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is this is like the toolkit and I can show you. This is the toolkit that like I needed when I first started learning guitar, right? So if you're going to be a beginning guitar player, I don't care if it's like your first time out or maybe even year two or year three, and you're not sure, you know, what a diatonic chord is, or you're not sure what the Phrygian mode means. You're not sure what the chromatic scale is like, that's, it's, it's all here. It's just a reference. Right. And it will show you it's in full color, you know, and in simple, plain English. Cause I don't, again, you know, I don't want to people to be confused or scared about music theory it's stuff that right you know yeah, you need but you don't have to use it every single day you just sh- you just should kind of know some basic stuff if you want to be able to talk to other musicians and that's yes. kind of what the book is about
0: nice nice. well we do have one more uh, question for you before we sure. you to go eat or or uh, you know just relax right <laughs> um, okay so um, this podcast is called when words fail music speaks and that's yeah that can't be further from the truth so what song or album your choice can you tell me that that's your favorite song but you can't tell me or your kids or your wife or your mom that how it makes you feel inside it's so deep ingrained in in your soul it can be a, okay it, it can be a song or a full album or whatever you want you know
1: sure um interesting you caught me off guard with that one. I wasn't expecting it, yeah. um, and I probably should have if I had uh, if I had <laughs> maybe done my homework a little better. I'd be it's expecting. Okay, it.
0: It's okay. It's okay.
1: No, it's okay. Yeah. I can I can tell you one. So there's there's a song. Um, are you familiar with the band called Dream Theater?
0: Yes, amazing band.
1: Okay. Yeah. So they've got a song, and it's funny because you said it can be a song or it can be a whole album. <laughs> so they got a song that they did. I think it was in 1998, <laughs> maybe I think it was 97, 98, um, and it was released as an EP, and it's like basically the the first side. Um, it's called A Change of Seasons. And it's about 24 minutes long. So I know I'm cheating cuz really it's if you <laughs> it's, take it apart it's, it's about 6 songs. Right, but it's one um, song put
0: together right or something.
1: But it's one song. Yeah. It really is one complete statement start to finish. It's a whole there's an overture and like an intro An overture part 1, part 2, part 3, part 4, part 5 and it all kind of wraps up together. And that would probably be my pick for the the thing that has the most meaning for me as as a as a human. Yeah. As a musician, as a guitar player, um for so many reasons, it really changed my life. So like if Metallica and and James and the Black Album really kicked my butt and made me want to be a guitar player, mm-hmm. A Change of Seasons really made me want to be a serious musician.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: But the on a deeper level, you know, it, if you think about A Change of Season cuz really Every year, the Earth goes through seasons: right, spring, summer, yeah. winter, fall, <laughs> or, or spring, four, summer, yeah. fall, winter. Yeah. But if you look at your life, you also have seasons of life.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Right. You know, you have you have birth, you have uh, adolescence, you have adulthood, and then you have your sunset years. And now that I'm in my full adult life and kind of moving ever forward toward the sunset years, <laughs> you know, you learn to appreciate. Life in a kind of a, I think, in a different way than when you appreciate life in your twenties, mm-hmm. um, and when you're a kid and an adolescent, you don't even really know at all. Like you just, you're like, ah! and you're just mm-hmm. running around like a chicken with a head, with its head cut off. <laughs> um, but the 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 change of those seasons and the way that your life evolves and changes, not on a day to day level, but I'm talking like a year to year, and more like even like a decade to decade, it is. It's so much more than than you can ever put one a finger on in in an immediate moment except for those small moments that change your life and that listening to that song for the first time was one of them and there's a there's a line in the song it's called it it, it, and they pulled it and they used a quote from uh, a movie with um uh, robin williams um from a movie called dead poet society yes yes and uh the 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 quote is carpe diem seize the day right and he goes on he talks a little bit more about it but I think that's the, the the real core message of that song and again and again every time I listen to it it kind of hits me again and that sees the day because you never know how long we're going to be here you never know how long you have take advantage of every single you know they call it the present for a reason it's a gift every day is a gift and you have to remember that and uh, it's easy because you can get mired down with I got to pay the bills I got to go here I got to do there I got to go to school or I got to go, you know pick up my kids from such and such or whatever and you can get busy and forget what a gift every single day is but as long as you remember you know and and can really just appreciate how you know truly l- limited time and what a small amount of time that we have here on this planet and i think that's that's something that again you can't really explain it and i'm i'm fumbling yeah. and probably <laughs> sounding very very <laughs> oh, in- no, eloquent you're, uh, you're good you know but i that's kind of the gravity of that song for me i just I, it, it it's you know um a uh, buddy of mine just lost his wife to to cancer three days Aww. ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, kind of listening to that and just talking about it now. I'm, I i yeah. do not know. I'm kind of getting a little choked yeah. up, but I'm just, I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, you know, cause he's our age, right? He's like right, 41, yeah. 42. His wife was a couple years younger than he is. I mean, like that's just, it's like it's so young, right? You, right. Know, and you never yeah. know when that kind of thing's going to happen. So again, you really, you know, just take advantage of every day that you've got and really, um, don't, and I, I'm not even talking about like hustle culture and you got to make sure that you do de- no, just like really just appreciate and take advantage of everything that you've got now and appreciate it and enjoy it. And, and, and just, yeah. you know, go for it. Cause we don't really have that much time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I, I, and, and you put that flawlessly well cause I, I cause, uh, cause music is, is, uh, wonderful in that sense that, it, that, that yeah. it moves you so much. You can't really explain it, you know, just, yeah. means, just means that much to you, you know, totally and, and Dream Theater is is a uh, kind of like a hidden gem you really don't hear people talk about Dream Theater that much I don't know um, probably but, not yeah but uh, I think your, your album um, the album you just said I forgot which is um,
1: The Change of Seasons yes yes, that yep.
0: reminds me of an album I think uh, I think um, Mike Portnoy uh, yep. came out with The Liquid Tension Experiment yep and the whole album was one song 30 minutes I'm like you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> yeah, so yeah. They're, they're really underrated. If if a band, if you ask me which band all, all time is underrated, that would be the, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think
1: they're better now. I mean, they're more n- well known now than they were ten years ago, right. fifteen years, yeah. twenty years ago. Um, you know, when I would talk about Dream Theater before, most people would be like, "Who?" <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. in the music community, you mentioned Dream Theater, and especially amongst guitarists, like right. we yeah, all know Like, like who oh John
0: my Papa god, teacher. yeah, yeah, John um, Petrucci, yeah.
1: But to the general public, I used to just be like, "Well, you know what? They're the best band that you've never heard of."
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. That's it. Um,
1: and uh, yeah, it's it is. They're 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 really. But I mean, you know, as I said, everything as you grow and things, it's much like the the music producer editor or you know thing I was telling you about with music placements. One thing leads to another, and it just snowballs. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, they just won a Grammy, right? Yeah, last right. last Grammys, they won a Grammy. So like and they haven't had a quote-unquote radio hit since
0: 1991 yeah which is which terrible. is a crime <laughs> right. but amazing yeah. right like
1: you think about it 1991 to 20 like that's 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 30 years more than 30 years at this point yeah. and they just and they just won a grammy so i'm like okay well you know all hope is not lost right exactly, <laughs> people still have exactly, taste
0: exactly. <laughs> right yeah, which is yeah, very rare some now people have taste. a lot of people cater to uh you know um, like megan the stallion and Nick um I'm not, well that Nicki there's not so much um I like her music but uh Cardi b sure I, I, you know I'm not a big fan of hers but yeah. Yeah.
1: but you I, I mean, can yeah. I can see and understand why people like it I don't personally yeah. like it's not my jam right my right. I, I get why people like it yeah I mean it's catchy know? I, you know yeah but that's and she's a product Yes, you know yes she is.
0: Yeah. yeah so uh so for all of my listeners on um audio or YouTube. Uh, You can visit Mr. Nick Morrison at uh, www.guitardojo.ca and talk to the Ninja Master with his 35, (laughs) like, then black belt, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) And you can see him all. um, You can visit him on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter at SamuraiFingers because he has uh, some flailing fingers. I got like the fingers other, of samurai. Yes, absolutely. Yes, you do. And uh, you mentioned that you give online guitar guitar lessons, correct? Yes. Okay, and they can do that yeah. from the, your your website. Correct? Yeah, they can okay. find it
1: on the website. Um, right. there's a a link under one to one lessons, and if, if anybody's li- interested, they can um they can you know purchase a a one hour one to one lesson. I mean obviously I'm not going to come to your home but <laughs> we can do them over over Zoom so it's good worldwide. Right, um, yeah. I'm open most days and you know we communicate via email to really set up a time that works for everybody. Um nice. but uh that's pretty good and then uh, you know further to that there is um we didn't talk about it much um and I know we were we're trying to wrap up but I will yeah. mention as well. So if you are on um uh, Android there is I have my own app it's called The Guitar Dojo. Oh, I don't. Okay. Um, is that so for can, Apple phones too? Uh, it is, but there's a slightly different way that you have to go about it. So okay. I can give you the website. It's what it is, is guitar dojo.passion.io and okay. if you go there with whatever web browser, so if you're on iPhone or you're on um, Android, mm-hmm. you can uh, sign up and get the free um, preview lesson. And then if you're interested, you can click the links and actually uh, buy the program. Um, and uh, it, it's a really good, so it's, it's not a, it's not a beginner's program, it's kind of Meant for people that have been playing guitar for a little while, or for a a long while, that haven't that haven't figured out how to um, guitar solo yet. They haven't figured out how to um, improvise because they haven't been able to figure out how to navigate around the guitar fretboard. So it's a ten week program designed to take you from zero to hero Mm -hmm. um, and show you everything that you need to know to be able to play like a pro, rather than just Joe Schmo in the garage. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Yeah, and that's Um, GuitarDojo.Passion.io.
0: Nice, I'll uh, make sure to leave that in the comments as well as the YouTube channel. Yeah. So we honestly do um thank you very much for coming on when we hope that you guys come back because I love talking to you. Um it feels like twenty minutes but we've been talking an hour twenty. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's this is awesome Absolutely. conversation with you. Yeah. So um yeah, so uh we like I said before, um we hope you do come back and we enjoy yeah, this conversation. Anytime. All right man, thanks. Bye.
1: Thank you. Oh Rather than just Joe Schmo in the garage. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You know, yeah, and that's um, guitardojo.passion.io.
0: Nice. I'll uh, make sure to leave that in the comments as well as the YouTube channel. Yeah. So, we honestly do um thank you very much for coming on. Well, we hope thank you guys will come back because I love talking to you. um It feels like 20 minutes, but we've been talking an hour and 20. Yeah. So, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, this is awesome Absolutely. conversation with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah so uh we like i said before um we hope you do come back and we enjoy yeah this conversation. anytime all right man thanks bye
1: thank you